This is the John Oakley Show podcast. At some point, do we need to hold the line? Uh, because it seems like this deficit and debt are spiraling out of control. That seems to be the point made by Jasmine Pickle, the interim Ontario director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, in uh, a plaintiff missive that she uh, issued yesterday. And I wanted to get her in here to uh, explain exactly why it is we're up against the wall and can we not afford to pay the teachers what they're asking at 2%. Jasmine, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thanks so much, John. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. So uh, your argument is we can't afford to pay these teachers what they're asking. How so? Well, exactly. So like you had mentioned, you know, it's pretty simple. The province has no money. So, uh, you know, right now we recently surpassed $350 billion in debt. Um, The projected deficit for this year is already going to be $9 billion. So, you know, my question to the union bosses is, where do you think this money is going to come from? Uh, Ontarians can't afford to pay more in tax. And frankly, the province can't afford to go further into debt in order to give already very well compensated teachers the bigger raises that their union bosses are demanding. Yeah, you know, this thing about uh, can't afford to go further in debt. Uh, The folks on the left and the Liberals, the previous uh, Liberal finance minister said, you know, uh, we can bear these costs because the metric that they parade is the debt to GDP. They say Ontario is still, you know, very uh, viable to continue down that road. So he didn't see a problem at the time. I guess, you know, that's uh, parting company with how the Ford government and the current finance minister sees it. But uh, when you say we can't afford to go into debt, to what extent are uh, public sector wages Uh, a component of the overall budget so that we understand how that may impact the deficit and the debt? That's a great question. So approximately half of all spending every year out of the province of Ontario goes into government employee salaries, and teachers would be included in that. So if we're going to ever return to balance, it's really important that we address uh, public sector compensation, how much we pay the people who work for government. And uh, Report numerous reports have already confirmed what many Ontarians know, which is that government workers are paid more, they have more job stability, they retire sooner, and they have you know better pensions and benefits. So I think that that's the perfect place that the premier should start to look for savings. Um, we called on the premier to freeze our teacher pay, um, in fact, pay for all of government workers. But I think that they're being quite generous given financial circumstances. The current government's been quite generous and given them a 1% raise every year for the next three years. Um, now, teachers are whining that you know, this, they want at least 2% to keep up with the rate of inflation, but that ignores a really obvious fact which is that they're already compensated extremely well. So to give you an example, um, top-earning teachers in this province earn a salary of over 100000 a year. And when you factor in the value of their pension and benefits, that uh, their total compensation for a year for 10 months of work is 120000 So if we give those uh, teachers the 2% raise that their unions are demanding, that means that over the next three years, People, the teachers earning $100,000, and there's 10,000 of them in this province currently, uh, we're going to be giving them a raise of $6,000, and the unions are forcing people in Ontario who earn half of that to uh, foot the bill. So you're telling me there's 10,000-plus teachers on the sunshine list at, at present? There is, yes. So currently in, in Ontario, there are 10,000 teachers who earn over $100,000 a year. 
Jasmine Pickles with us, Interim Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, says we can't afford to pay the teachers what they're demanding by way of the 2% wage increase. So obviously you support the government's Bill 124, which freezes public sector wages at 1% over the next three years, each year for the next three, correct? We actually would prefer that they freeze the the wages and Mm. and not give them an increase at all. But Bill 124 will give them 1% a year every year for the next three years. So just a quick comparison for your listeners. Um, You know, Alberta has a debt of $70 billion and they froze teacher pay. Ontario has a debt of $350 billion. We're the largest subnational debtor on the planet, and our teachers are some of, already some of the best-paid teachers on the planet, and we're giving them a 3% raise over the next three years. Confirm or deny, because I hear sometimes when people call in and say, uh, you know, why would you begrudge this wage increase for the teachers? They haven't had one since 2007. Anything to that? No. So um, what a lot of people mistake about even the current bill that's before us is that teachers have always been and are able to move through pay brackets regularly. So let's say, you know, maybe they um, completed additional education um, or maybe it was just time based on, uh, you know, their tenure as a teacher. Um, They can move through the pay bracket. So um, the government is just capped. You know, if you're not moving to the pay scale, um, you know, you can qualify for up, up to a 1% raise a year. But there's no saying that they're going to, you know, do any less than that. In fact, they could do more, even under Bill 124. So that's just simply not the case. So uh, let me ask you then, you know, where we've got a $350 billion deficit uh, and the service costs on that, because I don't think a lot of people are really uh, processing the information of how that penalizes us. Uh, do we get to a tipping point where, I mean, I don't think uh, we've reached the point of insolvency, right? You can always float government bonds and things like that. Uh, but where is, is are we at that point right now at $350 billion in debt, which I believe the servicing costs are what, a uh, billion dollars per month? It is. So over that, because we pay $13 billion a year in interest on our debt. Um, and to put that into context for your listeners, that means that every year we pay more on interest than we do on colleges and universities put together. So, you know, any advocate of education in this province should first and foremost be a fierce advocate of debt reduction because we could double our spending on colleges and universities if we just controlled how much we spend. And, you know, for teachers saying, we need to spend ever more and the teachers unions their requests amount to about seven billion dollars that we don't have i would encourage all of them to look at the children in their classroom because each child uh their portion of that 350 billion dollar provincial debt is twenty four thousand dollars, and they haven't even you know graduated yet and you know any baby born into the province today owes twenty four thousand dollars and that amount is growing we add 42 million dollars to our debt every day um, and like I said before, we're the largest subnational debtor on this planet. I think every Ontario, every Ontarian should be ashamed of that. Um, and and you know, question: Do we really need to be spending more on teacher salaries? And that's what this is about. Uh, reports have shown that about 91% of the increases to education funding over the last 10 years, 91% of those increases have gone into salaries. Uh, so this is not like we're, you know, buying additional educational supplies. It's it's going into the pockets of teachers and staff who have granted a very important job, but are already very well compensated. So uh, when the teachers say and their supporters, uh, 
that this is really about the quality of education, you dismiss that outright. You think uh, it's really all about wages, their salaries, and the number of people that they employ uh, so that the, the union numbers are, uh, you know, uh, upheld, I guess. Well, exactly. I think, you know, there's a very real trade-off that the unions will never acknowledge that the more we pay teachers, the fewer we can afford. So maybe if, you know, top salaries or top total compensation for teachers, maybe if it wasn't 120000 we could hire more teachers and reduce class sizes, but they would never admit that. Um, so, you know, at a total compensation of 120000 a year, instead of having one uh, teacher at that level in the pay scale, we could hire two, you know, new teachers fresh out of teacher's college. I think probably all of your listeners know, you know, maybe one or more people who have been looking for a teaching job in Ontario that just, you know, it's not there because, um, you know, we can't continue to hire more teachers when they cost so much. And I would also leave your listeners, you know, with this, that um, when teachers unions try and convince us that this is about education, you know, it's not about compensation, um, Harvey Bischoff has admitted himself that he will not sign on to a deal that does not include an increase in compensation of 2%. So he's been very frank about that. And I'd encourage your listeners also to consider this. So taxpayers in Ontario this year will give more to the Ontario Teachers Pension Fund than we will in total financial assistance to post-secondary students in, in the province. So if this was about education, you know, there would be more money going to students, but the money that they're asking for is going toward, you know, raises for teachers that are already very well paid. Well, that's why the premier earlier today said $750 million is the pay envelope uh, that he's willing to, uh, but that's where he's holding the line at the 750 number. It's interesting, uh, you know, this argument about physical uh, restraint you you sometimes get frustrated with the Canadian Taxpayers Federation that uh, not enough people are sort of uh, processing that information or understanding the message. I mean, when it comes to this type of, uh, what do we call I don't want to say it's a, a propagandist thing, but it's just messaging, communicating. Do uh, you get frustrated that not everybody is necessarily signing on for that? Uh, definitely. So... I've talked to a lot of parents across the province who, when I tell them that Doug Ford, Premier Ford, has actually brought education funding to a historic high in this province, they look at me like a deer in the headlights. They don't believe what I'm telling them. Um, And frankly, the unions are so powerful and so well-funded that probably all of your listeners have seen their ads all over social media. Um, They're spreading a lot of uh, rhetoric and and propaganda, frankly, that's just flat-out false. Uh, Doug Ford's greatly increased education funding, Um, maybe not as much as they would like, but it's $1.3 billion more than what Kathleen Wynne spent. Um, And at the same time, you know, I'm sitting here as a taxpayer's federation just trying to set the record straight that, you know, the unions are actually not being truthful. You know, education funding is up. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of room for saving um, within the public education system. And now I'm someone who went through the public education system. I respect teachers. I value public education. um, But there's a lot of room for saving. So, you know, just to give you an example, uh, the premier offered to fund line-by-line audits um, for school boards to help them find uh, find savings. Right. Only three school boards out of the 72 school boards in this province 
took him up on that offer. And, you know, let's take, for example, the TDSD, which I think is a king of, you know, wasting money. This is the school board in Toronto, the Toronto District School Board, that, um, you know, paid a contractor $150 to install a pencil sharpener with four screws. Yeah, this was earlier this week. I've got to cut you on that note because I'm uh, out of time, but I'm fascinated by the argument. Uh, The Canadian Taxpayers Federation suggesting there ain't no money to uh, meet all the demands of the union. And uh, even efficiencies can be found, but uh, there's reluctance to go down that road and uh, address red tape and regulation. Jasmine, appreciate it very much. Uh, We'll have to talk again. My pleasure, John. Thanks so much. Jasmine Pickle, Interim Ontario Director, Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Stream on Stack TV.